Before we get started with this episode, I want to give a shout out to the upcoming Texas Woodworking Festival. It's going to be held on April 18th from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. in Austin, Texas. This is the third year of the festival, and it just keeps getting bigger and better all the time. They're going to have a number of exhibitors and vendors. Basically, it's a mix of a beer festival with a, a woodworking farmer's market. Um, some of the vendors are having are Heartwood Tools, uh, Felder, Lee Nielsen, Panto Router, Texas Heritage, and of course Dow Tools, which is the premier antique uh, and vintage uh, supplier of tools in the Southwest. So um, if you're anywhere near Austin, Texas, anywhere near Texas for that matter, please, please make it a point to attend. Again, it's going to be on April 18th from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Tickets are now on sale, and you can find those at texaswoodworkingfestival.com. Again, that's texaswoodworkingfestival.com. Welcome to the Modern Woodworkers Association, a podcast about woodworking from folk who woodwork. Woodworking is what we do, who we are, and what we like to talk about. So join us as we have a drink, sit around, and talk woodworking. Hi, and welcome to the 286th episode of the Modern Woodworkers Association podcast. I'm Kyle Barton of K. Barton Tools, and I'm here with my co-host Sean Wisniewski of The Corner Workshop. Tonight, we're Aspen, asking Aspen uh, <laughs> Golan the five questions. Asking an Aspen, yeah, that's a little tongue twister right there. Yeah, I didn't see it coming, but there it was, yeah. There it was, yes, yes. <laughs> so we'll start off, and uh, so how did you get into woodworking? Oh, I stumbled blind directly what? into it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had done about every other craft that you can think of, and woodworking always just seemed, I don't know, a little bit out of reach, a little bit too hard, especially when you're talking about furniture, and um I don't know. I think I finally just felt like I wanted the challenge. So did anyone in your family ever dabble in woodworking? Um, my mom's dad, who I never met, made mm. these tiny little bureaus that are all over the house with all mm -hmm. these tiny little drawers. And that, as far as I know, is the only real woodworking in my family history. But on my dad's side, um, going back a few generations, they're all inventors and optical engineers and so I did sort of grow up in my grandfather's shop turning and um, making weird stuff out of glass you you know I mean being an inventor yeah. there's really no there's no ceiling on the medium or the method of connection yeah it was incredibly fun well well that is interesting because that kind of that kind of does uh, uh, you know all the work that you're doing now with glass and mirrors and uh, your family have an optical invention background. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A kind of serious playfulness, I think, when it comes mm -hmm. to material. Yeah. Oh, very cool. So uh, we'll, we'll focus this on woodworking. Uh, but what is your favorite tool? You know, I used to say that it was a card scraper because I just love that this, you know, pretty nondescript piece of metal can be so effective. But that was before I got the Caleb James round spoke shave. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I guess about a month and a half ago. And man, I mean, there's just, there's certain parts of Windsor chairs 
that, you know, I used to just have to put down my edge tool and Mm -hmm. card scrape or file. And now, yeah, straight on edge tool the whole way. And it's just incredible. It just fits so perfectly, so gorgeously made. Sometimes I just look at it. Yes. yes. Look at it. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I got one of those too. I think mine's an apple and, and it is a gorgeous, gorgeous yeah. tool. Oh. Yeah. And, and it's so useful too. Yeah. We had, I had Caleb on um, a few months ago on the show and, uh, and he was kind of surprised because I said, I said, I found it very intuitive to use it. Uh, he goes, wow, most people don't find it that intuitive, but I did. It didn't take me any time to pick it up. So I don't know. Maybe it's just what I was using before, but, you know. <laughs> but maybe. I definitely struggled with it for a little while. Like, really? Yeah. I was like, move slow. Like, yeah. actually read the instructions. It comes with instructions. Yes. I read those. Yeah. It was a lot easier after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's got a little bit of, an, of uh, you know, a flick of the wrist to it. Mm-hmm. You know, the same way a travisher, you know, you sort of right. keep out of the cut at the end sort of like a rolling pin which is very yeah. different you know from a spoke shave and so it was just um yeah it took it took me a second to wrap my head around it hmm. maybe i'm just weird that way <laughs> i think it's a good way to be weird <laughs> <laughs> oh but anyway yeah yeah and then he's got a new travisher coming out in a oh, few months does. i think Yes, yes, he's working on a, a, a travisher design that looks kind of interesting. So, awesome. uh, so I told him, yeah, thanks, thanks for coming up with that. My uh, my billfold just got a lot lighter. Mm-hmm. I think I, <laughs> I, I mean, I only have three travishers. I got two eclairs and another one, and so <laughs> <laughs> I have when, one of eclairs and I love it. Oh, when I do is too. It, when is it enough though? Ever? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like an addict. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with with that, who has influenced you the most in your woodworking? I think that is such a hard question to answer. I mean, I think aesthetically, mm-hmm. I'm actually really drawn to work that was made before people were signing their pieces. So I mm-hmm. love I love old pilgrim chests. Um, I love folk carving. And I know that that doesn't bear a lot of resemblance to the kind of work that I've been making lately, but mm-hmm. I just, find I find it like such inspiration in like the, in the honesty and immediacy of that work. And I find it really touching. Um, but I think as far as, as far as, you know, people who are alive today are concerned, mm-hmm. um, it has to be a three-way tie between Lance Patterson the sort of the the wizard of the North Bennett Street woodworking mm. program. I mean, he's just one of the strangest, most beautiful creatures. He's, you know, about my height, which is like 5'2". He has hair down to his shoulders and he mumbles most of the time that that guy knows everything about furniture and he can sketch a cabriole leg with his eyes closed. I mean, he's just, he's like an, honestly an inspiration. And then Steve Brown, who one of the most technically incredible makers that I know. So careful, so delicate. He also teaches at North Bennett. And then that dork, Peter Galbert. <laughs> Who also <laughs> teaches at North Bennett on occasion. <laughs> yeah. I mean, his it, just stuff that Pete says just sticks yeah. with me. I mean, I mm. honestly feel like I am still in class with him sometimes when I'm making chairs because the way that he's able to phrase 
stuff. I mean, it just, it, it resonates and it sticks mm. and it's useful. And then, you know, honestly, a lot of, a lot of just sort of life advice. I mean, I remember one of the things he said to me when I was stressing out about what job to take when I was, you know, wondering if I should go to Penland or not. And he just said, he's like, Aspen, we, we make for the privilege to keep making. That's the whole goal. And so just keeping that in mind has helped me in a lot of moments when I'm trying to decide where to go with this, you know, career. Mm -hmm. Just make for the privilege to keep making and don't get sucked down weird rabbit holes. Exactly. Yeah. 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 He's, he's, he's a great guy. He's a fantastic guy. And, uh, yeah. And a natural teacher, just complete natural at it. Totally. Yeah. So, uh, next question, what has been your biggest stumbling block? It's a really good question. Um, I think for me, it, I mean, it took me a long time to have the courage to get into the field of craft. I think that the thing that I struggled with the most was just, I didn't have any role models in craft. Um, no one in my family did it. I didn't have any friends who were crafting for a living, who were making furniture for a living, who were really making things for a living. And it just, it seemed like a really dangerous thing to do. <laughs> and, um, you know, I know, I know my parents did not want me to do it. Um, they were not pleased when I enrolled in North Bennett. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think sometimes just trying to picture your own future in a field can be the hardest thing. Once you get started, it's really not that scary, but just committing yourself to it. It was, mm -hmm. it was really hard for me, but I couldn't be happier that I did. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, while I have, uh, my maternal grandfather was an engineer. I don't know that there's any engineers in my family. Now, that being said, I do not have an engineering degree, but I work in an engineering field mm -hmm. and, and, it's it's it was kind of one of those opportunities of intellect that I kind of was like kind of going towards anyway and and then it, but it, it was a little odd in the same in the same way like no one else knows what I'm doing no one else has yeah. a relation to what I'm doing so it's a bit of a leap yeah like what does this career actually look like right right yeah I have no idea and it, it's 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 so I I think it's so common but to me, it my first day in there. I said, "Wait, w w I don't punch a clock." Yeah. What? What? <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. nope. And that was a foreign concept to me. And and I mean, I've I've learned a ton since I've been. But yeah, I like that's that's huge. Yeah. Just being able to picture yourself doing it, I think, um, yeah, can keep you away from it for much longer than is necessary. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of wisdom in that statement, actually. <laughs> a lot of wisdom, says the retired guy. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't help it if you didn't start when you were 21 working for the same great state run organization mm -hmm. <laughs> at a great pension plant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't wait to retire. It sounds great. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, actually, and then I got into this jig make jig making business, and I think mm -hmm. it's, <laughs> it's been, yeah. spend more time do, doing that. It's like ah, someday I'm gonna make some chairs. Um, but anyway, with that, uh, so how has the internet influenced your work? 
I mean, I think specifically Instagram has made me feel like I'm part of a community. That mm-hmm. sometimes when you're alone in your shop, which is, you know, how most of us live our lives, right. <laughs> um, it's easy to forget that there is this, in, you know, big world of people. Yes, usually all isolated and you know, patchworked across the country. But I mean, there's all these people who are doing the same thing that you're doing and who are interested in this, you know, boring, weird, you know, the object that you're trying to make, you know, and, and they're they're just look at this conversation, just as interested in these like technical rabbit holes, right? right. And so I think that being able to, you know, either just sort of Instagram stalk people and get to see what they're doing or, you know, to directly connect with people who I, you know, otherwise would never get a chance to meet mm-hmm. has been hugely inspirational for me. And, you know, just to throw out there, like, again, being a woman in the field, it's like, I will go a long, long time without meeting another lady making weird stuff. And it's incredibly nice to be able to just open up my phone and search right. people and see it and feel like, oh no, there's actually like a, a pretty solid group. You know, yeah. all live in the same life and struggling with the same things. And yeah, I mean, I think, I think that keeps me going a lot of the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's something that's also come out of the internet, especially the diversity of woodworkers. Who, uh, you know, let's talk about specifically women and woodworking is I think they've always been there. Um, mm-hmm. But I think through Instagram and through a lot of these, um, you know, things like fine woodworking live and different conferences. I, I think you've really been able to see more and more women, uh, in the craft, so to speak, you know, yeah. in the national magazines in the national literature and the national conferences than you ever have before with, you know, I think over the last 10 years, you know, and not only that, but the younger people that are getting into it, um, Sean, were you at the, uh, wood, um, Woodworking in America conference where they had this big thing that our craft is about to die. That was about, I don't know, 10 years ago. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I think I well, did. Yeah. Yeah. They had this big symposium. Um, I don't think I actually attended it, but I, I did uh, hear about it. But uh, big symposium as part of the the conference about, you know, what can we do to get younger woodworkers in there? Mm-hmm. And, da, 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 I remember, da. I remember. and then what, two years later, the the maker craze started and and it's just been incredible. You know, uh, you know, last last few years, the amount of, you know, people people in their, uh, you know, teenage years, 20s and um 30s getting into woodworking so it's it's actually actually been great so and yeah, i think i mean i think it, the internet's part of that and of course with that comes a lot more diversity in, in our craft mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I i think and thankfully the story hasn't changed a ton in the last mm-hmm. 10 years or so you know you know when i met you kyle it was in you know, suburban cincinnati <laughs> you know yeah. area and um we knew each other over twitter beforehand and and it was at a, a conference where we could be like-minded people and you know all that just kind of keeps rolling and rolling and rolling most recently the workbench con happened and here is a community a giant community of of makers and uh, online producers and everything getting together. And it's like, yep, this is it. Like we all, all these different makers and, and, and workers operate within their own environment. And, but there is a community in that environment, oddly where you're not directly connected and it's, it's because of the internet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All these places where you can go and talk to people who don't get bored when you're, you know, discussing reamer angles. 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. right. Yeah. Yes. Have a three-hour like, conversation on draw knife geometry. Well, <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> right. Right. I'm. I'm a. I'm a hobbyist woodworker. I'm married to a nurse practitioner. I work IT for an engineering firm. Like, where? Where is my outlet? <laughs> like. Found <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, like talking about that last question, like what's your biggest stumbling block, lack of role models? I mean, that's one of the best things about the Internet. There are tons of people out there showing Mm -hmm. that, Mm -hmm. you know, you can be anybody and you can do this. And I think that as long as you can like search and find someone who looks like you or feels like you or someone who you can relate to who's doing the thing, it just makes it that much easier to try it. Absolutely. What that's worth. Yes, yes, it does. And then there are people like you that humble us all. So anyway, (laughs) (laughs) going, darn it. How long have you been woodworking? Seriously, how long has it been? Um, I just celebrated my three-year anniversary. Oh, my God. Yes, yes, yes. What What would we say? Over uh, Miller Highlands. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. Oh, well. It's been a First, wild three years. I've done yeah. nothing else. Shirked all other responsibility and yes. things in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I understand that. Oh, boy. But oh, uh, that, that's amazing. That's amazing. True. So, so, uh, so if anybody else would like to be humbled, so Aspen, where can they find you on the uh, Internet? You can find all of my <laughs> weird wood doodles on... Um, Aspen underscore Golan on IG, or you can check out my website, aspengolan.com. Fantastic. And Sean, what about yourself? Um, I'm on Instagram at SeanW78, as well as Twitter and, uh, you know, Facebook if you are old. (laughs) (laughs) Well, luckily I'm not old because you can find me at Barton.com on Instagram, the only social media platform that matters. And with that, that just about wraps it up for this show. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on the the, uh, podcatcher of your choice. Just search for the Modern Woodworkers Association. Then you'll never miss any of our exciting episodes. And while you're there, please leave us a review. Absolutely. And thank you again for listening to another episode of the Modern Woodworkers Association podcast. If you like the show, please uh, visit us at our uh, website at modernwoodworkersassociation.com. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Just search for MWA. You'll probably find us. And uh, like us on Facebook. Same way. Find the MWA on Facebook. The best thing you can do, though, is tell a friend. Just like we're doing here. We're talking to friends. We're talking to new friends. We're talking to people that that agree with our craft or understand our nerdy obsessions. So go do that. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>